Hey everybody, this is Corey Chapman from Money Talk LA. Real people, real money, real talk. I'm excited today because I have a good friend of mine in the room today and we're gonna talk a little bit about finances. But here's the cool thing, like I always say, if I was a fly on the wall, what would I get to hear from the people out there that are doing things big? Who's out there being successful? Who's making money happen? Who's doing the things that I'd like to know more about? So this is that introduction to that conversation if I was a fly on the wall and see what it takes to be successful. I'm excited today to have a good friend of mine here in the room by the name of Isaac Brooks. He's going to talk about his company called Brooks Mortgage and tell a little bit of how it takes and what it takes to become successful in the way of Los Angeles, California. I also have a good friend of mine today kicking it with me, Sherry James. You guys hear us all the time on our other podcast, Wealth Habits. With that being said, hey everybody, how y'all doing today? Yes, yes, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, good stuff. So Isaac, man, thanks so much for coming out today, man. I know that uh, when I was sitting back and thinking about who to get on my show this week, I thought about you, man, because I, you know, just in our little bit of time that we've got to know each other, I really like that you're doing things big and more importantly, you're making a difference. See, when I was uh, a younger child growing up, I couldn't see people that looked like me becoming successful. And unfortunately, I didn't have everyone into to emulate or model behind so when I started this podcast it was really important for me to be able to highlight people that look like me but also who can kind of go to that next level for our young children that are coming up behind us to see what it looks like to be successful so man I want to appreciate you coming out today looking for you to uh, you know being on this podcast with you so let's start the conversation off simply tell us a little bit about who you are man um, well, thank you for having me. I'm Isaac Brooks. Um, I've been a loan officer for the last 19 years. Um, one of the reasons why I got into this business is because someone didn't do the right thing for my parents on a refinance. Um, and when I looked into, you know, the fees and the product that they charge my parents, um, it immediately made me see the light and um, I knew that I could help help my community and actually give them much better service than what they receive. Nice, man. Nice, nice. So, you know, it's always funny because it seems like people have to go through something that kind of sparks somebody else to start thinking about something differently. So in your case, you saw a little bit of, let's say, injustice in your parents, you know, mortgages. And therefore you said, hey, I think I can do better. Let me educate myself to become better at this process and now go out and help other people in the community do so. So pretty cool, man. I appreciate that. Yes. Tell me a little bit about this. So how important is it? Uh, you know, for being a person that is running their own business. I mean, you said you're a, you're a mortgage broker, but you're more than just that, man. I mean, dive into your services and the things that you offer and what separates a loan officer from maybe someone who's in your area. You run a shop, you own a firm and have several people, several hundred people, I think it was, or, right? <laughs> He's got a lot of people oh, working yeah. for him and stuff, right? And at the end of the day, it's more to it than just being a loan officer. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I started with Wells Fargo in 2001, and um, um, it was amazing. I learned so much, um, and through um, all the tools that I learned from Wells Fargo, um, I just saw, you know, something way bigger than what I, I just wanted something different. Um, I felt like the, the rates were, you know, much higher than what the, the market was going on the broker side, so I wanted to learn the broker side, see the pros and cons from the retail division compared to the wholesale division. And it's a big, a 
big disparity. Um, interest rates sometimes on the broker side may be a quarter to half a percent lower um, than the retail side. So um, with that said, you know, you're getting, you know, the best interest rates, but I'm a big believer in service. So um, I believe most of the loan officers that come to Bricks Mortgage, they see the service that we provide to our customers. Um, we're home on the 14-day close, so on most of all of our transactions. Wait, 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 wait. He just said a 14-day close, guys. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> so, you know, okay, before we go any further, dive into why are you able to do 14-day closes where other people are 30, 30 days, days if we're lucky, okay? Right. <laughs> well, I'm big on being proactive. Um, so um, I used to be an underwriter as well. So um, before we submit any transaction, we make sure that we submit all the investors' requirement up front. So we won't even give a pre-approval unless the customer provided their tax returns, their W-2s, pay stubs, um, evaluated their credit, and made sure that we found the product that would cater more to the customer's needs. So once we do that, um, we, we have the access to disclose our customer's loans. So um, we have access to you know getting approvals in 24 hours. So. It's very easy to close loans in 14 days or less on every single transaction. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of the pre-work before you actually start the game, right? So I always talk about how you do anything is how you do everything. So it sounds like you guys are starting out knowing exactly what the end in mind, as we always talk about, right, Sherry? Right, end right. End in mind. And we now know what the end in mind is, which is, of course, closing this client's loan. But before you start the process, you know to gather all this information up right. first before you even submit it so that the clock starts ticking once you submit the file and therefore you're not dragging this on for 30 days and saying, oh, by the way, we're going to close tomorrow, but I still need your bank statements from last week that we didn't get. Right. Okay. Correct. Get it. Got it. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question, man. I believe that people who are successful have their own routines, their own habits, things that they do that kind of make them who they are. Is there like one or two things that you think you do differently or that you do every day that's like your routine? Tell me what that might be. Um, well, the first routine is to get up 5.30 in the morning every morning and go to the gym and, you know, first take care of myself personally. Uh -huh. And then also every day I just read up on the market. I, I find out what my competitors are doing and, and try to continue to, you know, build to, you know, be the best company that we can be. So I want to I want to jump in here because you you talked about the 530 and I heard that I was like, I don't want to run past the 530 for the rest of the answer. So were you always an early riser or is that something that like was built over time? Did you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was definitely built over time. Um, you know, I get to the office at 8 a.m. every morning. So I wanted to make sure that first I take care of myself before getting into the office and then consistently make 100 calls per day. So mm. I won't even. Um, you're making the calls, I'm or your team is making the calls. I'm making 100 calls per day. That is that is a routine that I have to do every single day. And that's for your own personal insight to how do you go out there and show other people that you can do it because you ain't just telling your team to do it. You're actually doing it as well and leading by example. Correct. Correct. I, I'm a big believer in in leading by example. Um, I have a lot of top producers at my office. Um, like one of my loan officers, he closed 14 loans last month, but I closed 17. So yeah. I'm big what? on, hey, you know what? I'm in the trenches as, with you as well. So um, we all can learn from different you know, scenarios and, and get better as a team. I'm big on team. 
Nice, nice, nice. So when you talk about team and everything, tell me a little bit about how does family play a role in this? You know, most people who are successful, they usually have something that kind of grounds them, right? When things are bad and things are going, you know, terrible, you always have something to kind of bring you back home. So is there something or someone or, you know, is family that thing for you? Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, well, family is everything. And on my vision board, um, when you when you just said... Oh, hold on, like, did he just say vision board? I know. Listen, <laughs> Look, yes. Y'all hear this, gonna, right? We're going to have to pull these clips for, uh, for the Wealth Habits Podcast. There you go. Like we said, okay, on his vision board, that means this man is automatically has to see the vision for it. Again, going back to what we talked about, we said having the end in mind, right? You know what you're looking for is what's driving him to the direction he's going to. Nice. So on your vision board. Yeah, I mean, my my family is my why. So um, it's not the money, right? (laughs) We we over here having a moment because literally (laughs) you're talking our talk, meaning (laughs) meaning that everything is about just the wealth habits and Mm -hmm. and that Wealth is really not a secret. Um, it's not a mystery how it's created. Mm-hmm. And that there are habits that create it. So literally, you're, if, if there was like a little checklist, like with every sentence, you're like checking off the yeah, checklist. Check out the why, <laughs> right. check out right. the vision. There's a why, the vision board, the 5.30 a.m. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, you know, when you have the crazy customers and, you know, sometimes partners, you know, demanding, you know, just sometimes just unexplainable things like I look at the vision board like hey I'm doing this for my family or um, when I see other competitors hey you know I want to be the top you know broker in California so I I have it there I see you know what's out there and I constantly look at that board on on a consistent basis. You know I hope you guys are hearing this see we're we're talking about Basically, like Sherry said, habits, right? Most successful people follow the same types of habits because they realize that where they currently are at is not necessarily where they want to end at. They want to move forward and drive towards greatness, right? We just talked about greatness on our other channel. But what was great about this is that everything that Isaac is saying, he's talking about getting up in the morning, getting up and starting his day, doing things that he has to do in order to get to that greatness for himself. He knows that he has had a loan officer did 14, so he did 17. He's proving going one step extra, one step extra in order to be able to show that he's more successful because he's putting in the work. Sherry right. likes to talk. Right. Did you put the work did in? You put, did, did you, you put do the work, work in? Did you do the work? So here's what I want to know, Isaac. What are you yes. reading? Um, haven't read anything as of late. The last book I read was The 48 Laws of Power. Ah, um, and Robert Greene, yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I love that book because um, it just teaches me a lot of things about what's, like, keeping my enemies close to me. And that's, that's, like, huge to me. Like, I'm just big on knowing, you know, my surroundings, knowing, you know, the type of people that I'm dealing with, and still learning how to win in, in, in every area of my life. Right. I like that. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, we, we got into the habits. We know that you're waking up first thing in the morning. You're kind of planning in advance. You're, you know, have a ritual as far as your 100 calls a day. Um, we know at the end of the day that you have family as your focus point, and that's kind of driving you there. Let's talk a little bit about me time, right, and personal time. What is what is someone like yourself, what does Isaac do to be able to, uh you know, unload and let go and kind Decompress. of refuel, yeah, and refuel <laughs> mm-hmm. yourself back. Like, what do you do for oh, that? Oh wow, we were just talking about that. Yeah, um, definitely working out. Um, I love to play racquetball, basketball. 
Um, so <clears throat> that's that's like my my safe haven where I could just be me. I could you know just talk crap to people. You know, yeah. let out all that energy out, and you know, I mean, basketball is like that's that's my go-to. Yeah. Got it, got it. You know, it's so funny. For those of you who don't know, is you know, Isaac believes that he's a great cook out there, you know, and we we had uh, a somewhat of a cook-off, and uh, I had to shut him down, just so y'all need to know that, right? His mama even said mine was better than his. I just want to throw that, that out there. That's definitely anyway. not true. <laughs> Your mama from Louisiana. Yeah, totally. And my gumbo was better than his. <laughs> I love it. I do want to mar- uh, mention that. I did, did I get invited to this? Uh, no, no, that was that, uh, Sherry likes to invite herself. I to sure do. That I sure do. Yes. didn't invite you. Yes. I, I think I saw something online, and I saw Corey with the, the pot. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. listen, when I ring the doorbell, don't act like you don't see me. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, I'm like, I know they you got one of those uh, ring <laughs> doorbells. Don't answer the ring. So, don't so answer I, the ring. So I know you see me. Just open the door and give me my plate. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, another thing that I love is that, you know, I think when it comes to competitiveness, right, <laughs> is that something that drives you at all, man? Tell me a little bit about that. I think oh, most yes. people that are in uh, anything in the world of business, I think we get competitive in some way. So tell me your thoughts around competitiveness. Oh, I, I love to win. Yeah. Um, but the good thing about um, even when I lose, I still learn from it. Oh, right, so if I failing forward, failing <laughs> we literally said that. Yeah. Now, were you always that person? That, I was always like, that person. You I've were always, always a, been competitive. Not the competitive, but I mean learning from your losses. No. <laughs> okay, tell me about that. Um, I think that was just growth and maturity. I think maybe in my early thirties, I just started seeing you know different sides of myself and like, hmm, you know. You don't, you don't have to win every time, you know? What did you learn from, you know, some of the, the life lessons that you went through? So um, I just lost um, on a basketball court last week, and I said, wow, you know what? <laughs> this, is, this is interesting because I've always been, you know, at the top of my game, and, you know, um, as I get older, you know, I have to realize that, you know, I'm, can't do I, I can't do it like can't I used to, right? Look, I'll share some insight. I was at an event with uh, Isaac, and uh, I heard someone challenge him, and they were about to go outside in the middle of the night and race. And I just thought, I thought to myself, this is that youth, okay? Right, right, okay. Right, right. This is that youth right here. I was like, man, don't have me run. <laughs> I, man, I'm gonna, let me go get my shoes on. Right, <laughs> okay. right. And I thought that was funny. But what I learned from that and what I watched is that I could tell that competition is a big deal. And, and you know, just like myself, at the end of the day, I love to win. You know, I, we want to make sure that we're stepping our game up because at the end of the day, it's a way of measuring if we're getting better, right? And it's a mm-hmm. way for us to see where we kind of fall in that ranking of our own selves, right? And we have those internal thoughts into ourselves to how to get better and how to get greater. I have a, a question. How important is self-reflection for you? And, and if so, like how, what does that look like in your life? Oh, it's extremely important. Um, I, I believe a person should, should self-reflect on a daily basis. Um, okay. What could you have done, you know, better? Um, just like I talk to my employees on a daily basis, I said, <clears throat> What could we have done better on the transaction? Um, I believe in excellence. So there's always things that I believe that I can get better on. Um, my communication with the customers, um, everybody has a different um, style of how they want to be communicated, and you can't just communicate with one person all the same way. So um, I, I self-reflect, actually, at the end of the day, you know, after 
you know, closing out my files and just, you know, self-reflect, okay, what did we, what did I accomplish for today and what could I have done a little bit better? And is this just kind of an internal, are you journaling? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. You journal, I journal, okay. so um, I journal because if I don't journal, I don't know what I have to do for the next day. So I, I make sure that I write down what I accomplished, what I didn't accomplish, and then, like I said, what I could have done a little bit better. So you pre-plan the next day? Yes. Oh, okay. I have to. Okay. I have to. All right. And then what about with, like, your team? Like, how, what does that self-reflection look like with your team? Um, well, with the team... That's more on a monthly type of basis, so um, I, I measure, you know, what they did from the previous month, and then we, we talk about, you know, our highs and our lows and what could we have done, you know, differently um, to just basically create a, a better customer experience. So let me ask this. So if, if you were sitting down and you were talking, about an entre- talking to an entrepreneur and they were about to start their business, right, and you talk about teams. Tell me a little bit about what is it that you look for when it comes to teams, right? We talk about, you know, there's different ways of looking at people when you bring them on board. Should they have the right skill set? Do they have the right ability? Like, what's the thing that's important to you when you're trying to find the right people to part of your team? Oh, wow. Um, definitely, we have to trust one another. Um, we have to have the same values as far as, um, you know, making values. sure. Yeah. Big. That's, that's huge for me. Um, you you hit my checklist, Isaac. I hit the checklist? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I think it's, it's key because um, money doesn't drive me. You know, so I tell, I tell all my loan officers on a daily basis that I want to make sure that the customers are 100% satisfied with, with my service. That is, that, is, that is more valuable to me than money. My word is everything. So I tell my loan officers, hey, if you're telling your loan off, I mean, you're telling your realtors or customer one thing, you have to honor your word and make sure that that happens. And if it doesn't happen, you know, you communicate with them and let them know what's going on with the, you know, the reason why you couldn't execute whatever you told the customer. Yeah, yeah. That comes back to like one of the habits we always talk about is communication, right? Yeah, communication. So you, yes. the communication can solve so many different things where someone's sitting at home thinking about where the file's at, not wondering how it's going to get through to that end result. First of all, it's already stressful when you're trying to buy a home and then you're worrying right. about someone dropping the ball on the other side that you trusted in. That's a big deal. So I love the fact that you make it a part that your team learns about communication and how important it is to kind of bring that out as part of your process. So that's cool, man. I dig that. I, I have a question. Did you grow up with parents that were entrepreneurs? Like what gave you the idea that you could even make this that's, leap? That's actually interesting because everyone in my family are entrepreneurs. Like really? My dad is, you know, probably one of the only, well, not the only, but he's a black landscaper. So he's still in the business to this day. Um, my brother has a, a marketing company where he does pro- promotional products. So we're, we're all about you know, empowering and and basically creating our own, you know, destiny. Okay, so it's a family thing. Yeah. So do, do you guys trade ideas? Like, did, did, like, does your dad influence how you show up as an entrepreneur? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, does he get to come in and say, no, 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 this is the direction you need to be moving in your business? No, unfortunately, we don't have those conversations. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, we all have to find our own path, right? And determine what our end results are going to be based off of our goals that we're setting for ourselves. 
And I think uh, when you finally find the thing that you're passionate about, that starts to move you through the journey. And I think that probably has a lot to do with pretty much all of us here in this Absolutely. room, right? So. Absolutely. Are you, a, are you a personal development person? Yes. My wife is teaching me more about personal development. Mm -hmm. She's big on that. Yes. Um, I, um, I believe that there's always room for, you know, learning different things and, and learning how to just be a better in, in, every, in every facet of life. Sure, sure, sure. Is there somebody that you really like, follow, track, or, you know? Money Talk LA. Money Talk LA. <laughs> yes. 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 Isaac is a subscriber to Money a Talk LA. Right? Yes. Definitely, I would definitely have to say Corey for sure. You know, he is doing it big. Yes. And I'm, I am trying to get to that level. Honestly. I appreciate that. Man. I appreciate that. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much, everybody, for coming in today and sharing some insights, some thoughts about real people, real money, real talk on Money Talk LA. Isaac, thanks for coming in today, brother. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. No problem. And Sherry, thanks for sitting in today. I think thank you. It was, it was kind of fun. I love right? Money Talk LA. Cool, this cool, is good. Cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for sitting in today. We appreciate your time. And uh, as always, stay tuned for the next Money Talk LA. Have a great day.